Hi, I'm Jonathan Mann. And I'm Matt Condon. And this is Still Digitally Rare, a show about digitally owned things and what that means now and much later in the future. Uh, so it's just us, just us yeah. today. Surprise. Surprise, just the two of us. We had someone on the docket. Who was on the docket? Um, there's so many people. Scheduling is like literally the hardest thing in it's the, the world. It's the hardest part. It's... I think if someone could come along and solve podcast scheduling. Yeah. Uh. Really just scheduling in general. Like, that's such a. That's true. Yeah. Touches every part of the human human condition. That's true. I You know, it's like you need an assistant. Aren't there like virtual assistants now that all like read your email and like no but yeah but the thing is is then you have to be really diligent about filling in your calendar right Right. like then you have to be and that's the the thing that always gets to be the source of truth right right? and there's also this uh weirdness that comes along and uh, ooh, we'll tie this back to crypto there you Um, go there you go (laughs) there's this weirdness that comes along when you trust the when you delegate a task to a robot or to some algorithm or something right because um, if that interaction of that robot is a black box to you, you don't know how perfectly the robot's actions map to your intended actions. Sure, sure. Um, that's that, always like a danger. Right. And that's actually a lot of existential stress that's involved when using robots. Oh, wow. Um, especially, uh, like, like, this is a big problem. Um, for example, with micropayments, this is one of the proposed solutions is well, instead of having me click a button to donate one cent to every website that I visit, why don't we create in the paper, they call them agents um, right. that act on behalf of me that follow some simple rules and say, hey, if I spent like more than a minute on this website, donate five cents or something like that. Whoa. Or if I watch this video, donate like one cent per second or something like that. Um, the problem being that like my attention is not fungible. And like how like, <laughs> in that way, yeah, exactly. And the, the, those heuristics don't one hundred percent map to no. uh, you know how much money I want to give someone. No, um, right? Because <laughs> there's plenty of websites that you could visit where that right. would not quite <laughs> work. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, one could go in many directions with it. But even if you're thinking like, you know, if you're doing research for like a a thing about the alt right or something, you know, like. Mm-hmm. It just gets really complicated really quickly. Right. No, totally. And so that's like, that's also been my experience with scheduling robots is like, I'm never, I don't trust their actions yet. And as someone who like knows how a computer works, I'm aware that like, well, I don't really know how a computer works, but I'm aware that everything (laughs) is like held together by duct tape and glue and that, yeah. There are very few things in this world that are actually magic. Yes, and- <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and and even yeah, right. And it's like, um, yeah, it's like the system. This is like the problem with uh, with self driving cars too, right? It's mm, like right. it's like we just we know. Well, even on our last episode, actually, with humans are incapable so far, you know, of writing non buggy code. Like it's just right. not. It's just not going to happen. It's never going to be not it's true. It's yeah. never. Yeah. So so like until I mean I guess maybe until we get AI that can write its own code. That's and even the, then, who coded the AI? Guess. Right. But but I guess can the AI like self fix right? That that right. would be the thing. Can the AI find its own bugs? Mm, and yeah. Like, some like generative <laughs> right. Yeah. Who who bug uh, who bug tests the bug tester? Right. 
who's watching <laughs> the watchers do Android stream of uh, crypto sheep. Um, so, so the person that we were last talking to about coming on is Chris from Horde. That that's who I was thinking right. of. Um, we, we were trying to schedule him for this week. I think just got away from us. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the news that we do have, I just want to, before we get into anything else, you and I both will be at rare AF two. Yeah. Um, you know, I missed the first one because I had food poisoning and oh, no. I was so sad. Um, cause I really wanted to go. Uh, but this is May 18th. This is in just maybe about two weeks from now, two and a half weeks. Um, mm-hmm, rare mm-hmm. AF is happening in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Um, you can join their telegram. You can find them on telegram, just rare AF to, um, yeah, it's, it's looking to be a really amazing show. Just every, you know, everyone's going to be there. Um, I'm really hoping that it'll be sort of the East coast version of, of the, um, NFT summit we had in San Francisco and, um, we are doing something along the lines of a live podcast thing that's going to happen. So usually people do this at South by Southwest and they've got millions of <laughs> listeners, but we're going to do it at rare.f for well, all a uh, thousand, no hundred. We had a hundred downloads last yeah, time. Yeah. We get all 100 we, of you. Yeah. It's, you know, I was looking, we're getting around like 115 now. So oh, wow. Yeah. So it grows. It wow. grows. Yeah. And, With that and, kind of growth weight, we could raise a seed round. And honestly, the thing about this is, is that literally everybody hearing my voice like belongs at Rare AF2. Totally, 100%. And every single person who's at Rare AF2 is like, a li- should be a listener of the podcast. Right, you if know, they're not already. It's like the Venn diagram is just a circle. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. It's a, I love this event. It's a match, you know, made in heaven for the people who are into this sort of thing. It's such a specific, like just digital ownership with an art angle, with this like self-sovereignty, crypto anarchist, crypto punk yeah. angle. It's the whole deal. Yeah. You got, so I'm looking at the schedule. You got Joe Looney. You got B from Dada. You got Cynthia Gayton. You got Simona Pop from the Bounties Network. You got James Waugh. You got Theo Goodman, Jason Rosenstein from uh, uh, Portion. You have other people that I don't totally recognize. You have Stella Bell from Pix, Pix EOS. You mm-hmm, have mm-hmm. the Crypto Boys. You have Judy the from Dada. Boys. The Crypto Boys. You know, Larva really? Labs. The guys who oh, okay. Crypto, 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 <laughs> punk, crypto Punk Boys. I thought we I were meant. referencing like one of those like crypto musicians that just makes a bunch of like crypto-themed rap songs. And it I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, sweet. Jason <laughs> Bailey, Simon De La Ruvra. I can't pronounce his last name. Yeah. He, I need to have him teach me how to pronounce his last name. David Moore from Known Origin will be there john crane from super rare tommy nichols from rare art labs fanny who we've had on the show mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm. like literally everybody that's stacked that is a stacked that's lineup. A seriously yeah if this were like coachella these these tickets would be selling on the aftermarket for reals yeah. um it's a great it's a great thing so come you know come listen to the podcast live Our, we have some idea to do some kind of thing where we have basically everybody that's speaking <laughs> on the show and like some kind of like you we know. should get them to open with like their most controversial <laughs> take. And so there like Joe go. comes up and is like, yeah, the image doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah Drops right, the mic and right. leaves. Right. No, I think that's, I think that's exactly right. Something like that where everybody just like says one or two things. I don't know. We, we, right. we need to come up with something crazy though. Right. We'll think happen. of something good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And um, then I'm, I'm yeah. talking as well. I don't know what I'm doing explicitly yet, but I'm definitely going to just like talk about, um, the philosoph- philosophy of ownership. And I want to talk about 
um, skeuomorphism of metaphors. Um, yeah. Which is a dumb title for the idea of taking interactions that we have in physical space and not translating them one to one to digital space, but breaking them down in their into their constituent parts, right. and then bringing those interactions, those metaphors of interaction, over into digital space, right? In a more native, authentic way. Is this something? I feel like did we? I mean, we've talked about this several times, but definitely, yeah. Have, have we talked about like the journey that Apple went on in the skeuomorph? Kind of mm, thing. Not specifically. Because I mean, I'm aware of Apple's skeuomorphism design, and that's. Um, uh, sorry, who told me about skeuomorphism? Mark did, and during the the yeah, Mark told me about skeuomorphism. But how right. does it relate to Apple's design pattern? Well, so so I mean, there's a sort of famous shift from 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 going into iOS seven and everything before, mm. and and uh, what it supposedly was was that Steve Jobs was just very into skeuomorphism um, as a as a uh, design philosophy that the thing on the screen should look like the thing in real life. So the, the, the notes pad prior to iOS seven had like little lines on it and it looked like a yellow legal pad and, and the default um, font was like a, like looked like ink font right. and your the the audio the voice recorder was like a little had like tape machine kind of stuff going on with it um and the address book had like leather it looked like bound leather and all this stuff um and famously, I mean, supposedly this is the story. Basically, is that Johnny Ive like hated this skeuomorphism. <laughs> He's just like, no, this is wrong. Like, so when Steve Jobs died, and 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 Johnny Ive sort of took m- way more over the design mm-hmm, into mm-hmm. iOS seven. That's famously when everything went totally flat. Like it went right. from being this like very real world esque thing with like bound leather to suddenly. You know, no buttons anywhere, just right. lines, numbers, and colors. And, like, that's all you had. Right. Um, and it's been interesting to watch them. And this is sort of an interesting design sort of – it's sort of an interesting thing to look at how their design has changed, which is, like – right. They went in sort of the further, the furthest direction that they could with Johnny Ive and iOS Seven, and they've slowly walked it back mm-hmm. to like to like a sort of a happy medium where, you know – Buttons can now exist as buttons, right? Um, and not just text on the not white just background. text on the white background, right. which is fascinating because I watch my son use these devices all the time, mm-hmm. and in those instances where it's just a word that he needs to click on, he has mm-hmm. no idea where to click. I mean, mm. he can use the thing, you know, he can use iPads, he can use iPhones, no problem. But if it's if it's just a word, he has he's not. Obviously, he can't read the word. So, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, I have no concept of child development. So no, I'm like, yeah. I don't, uh, well, yeah. so he's five. So he's <laughs> he's almost five. He's like learning to read, right? But Got like, it. okay. But like, without being able to read the word, it's fascinating that right. in, in all other like interactions, actually, like he knows what to push. He knows, right. you know, it's very interesting. That's totally. That reminds me of that video uh, that went around Twitter of the um, chimp, I guess, uh, using Instagram. Oh God, I didn't um, see that. Yeah, no, this thing is—it's uh, just using Instagram like That's a normal, normal little human, and it's most importantly, it's using the swipe gestures. Wow. Um, 
from the middle of the screen. And so it's not even swiping from the left angle to go back. It's yeah. like tapping in the middle of the screen and just swiping oh, to go back. That's crazy. And that's like the most natural way to do it. Right. Or is what people, you know, took out of that. Would want to say, yeah. Right. It's, I mean, this whole thing about, I mean, user interaction is like, is really fascinating. I remember mm-hmm, being in a mm-hmm. talk and, 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 the speaker said something about like, you know, what do you think is the most sort of like simple to use object or something? And they're like, mm. you know, a spoon or something. It's like very obvious how you use the spoon. Mm. Um, but if you ever watch a child, who, a very young child, like a one and a half, two year old, right. try to use a spoon for the first time, right. you realize, no, actually, not it's not that intuitive. You know, it's like these all of these things you have to learn, like every single thing. Right. But I guess that thing with huh. the chimp actually maybe shows it in a different in a different light. It's like totally. But back to skeuomorphism, yeah, I can totally. I love I love seeing the pendulum swing, yeah. so to speak, in yeah, all yeah. of these cases. And totally. you can see this like on along pretty much every spectrum that's ever existed: politics, design, like tech trends, you name it. Um, there's a you know on that spectrum, the pendulum will swing from one extreme to another, and maybe gravity will or friction will t- finally take hold and we'll, we'll land somewhere in the middle. Right. Um, and that's totally what's happened with design. It's totally what's happening like with tech trends, uh, like if you care about frameworks and stuff. Right. Um, this like shift away from monolithic architectures to microservices and then back to the middle. Right. And like everything, everything is like weirdly a pendulum in that yeah, sense. Yeah, it's cyclical. But, Everything is cyclical. Yeah. Just so like life, for, just like uh, nature. Just like life, right. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. From dust to dust, from exactly. uh, notepad skeuomorphism to notepad skeuomorphism. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, no, I see I see exactly what um, they were doing from iOS 7, uh, before iOS 7, was you know taking that metaphor of writing on a notepad right. and trying to translate that one-to-one onto a phone. And honestly, what blew my mind is that that was successful. Right. Um, because it, I think we've realized that when you go into this translation yeah. very naively and right. very, and obviously they didn't just like, you know, make you turn a page, but it, you know, had a page turning animation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it's, it's not really one-to-one per se, but the fact that it was so straightforward is really interesting to me because I think we've realized that. Um, especially when you translate these interactions to digital, the, the constraints are so much different. The available space is so much different. Right. The, just the entire interaction space, the possibilities of interaction are so much larger that restricting yourself to what came before is a little silly. Right. And the same thing definitely applies to like the stuff that I want to talk about. Like, um, for example, um, the metaphor I give a lot is like the band t-shirt of uh, going to a concert mm. and buying the band t-shirt right. and then wearing that around town. Um, if you do that naively and try to bring that experience onto the web, you end up with a very gimmicky, um, just cheap feeling like collectability experience. Right. And it doesn't work. Yeah, um, it doesn't It doesn't quite translate. Right. And people have already built this and tried yep. this. There are numerous apps about you know, collecting art that is not crypto scarce, but is, you know, scarce, Mm -hmm. um, like, uh, collecting the signaling value things. Um, and besides like stickers, like messaging stickers, primarily in Asia, but they're picking up in the U S besides that the medium hasn't really worked. Um, and I think it's because of that naivety on the, you know, translating those interactions over. 
but anyway, yeah. So skeuomorphism is something I want to talk about. It totally. No, I'm excited. That that sounds like a that. I mean, that's such a great topic for sure. And the best part is, I only just realized that. Like as I was as I was saying, like, what am I going to talk about? Oh yeah, skeuomorphism. That's yeah. it. Right. <laughs> that's it. That's yeah. the one. You know what's interesting is like I wonder if we needed, you know, we needed this this metaphor as a transition mm-hmm, and without mm-hmm. it if it would have been sort of too this is sort of one in defense right. of in defense of that kind of like no, bounded leather building it's like bridges out of iron right exactly exactly um but then but then the real sort of work the real uh right. paradigm shift comes later when everyone's that, kind of used to the idea and then there's that transition a jump. feels more natural. Yeah, there's a jumping off right. point to something truly new. Like if new. the iPhone had launched with iOS 7 design language, yeah. would it have been successful? Right. It's a it's um, a it's a fair question, right? It's right. like definitely a fair question. Yeah. Yeah, no, very good. Yeah, 100%. Um I think there's definitely a an uncanny valley when it comes to people who are before their time in a sense. Yeah. Um I mean there are tons of stories about people, you know, or products that are just too early. Yeah. Um, and I think that is probably a factor is the jump. Like, for example, Dynamic Land is this incredible, incredible computing experience um, from a lab based out of Oakland. Right. Um, they turn, it's really hard to describe, but they mm. turn your environment into a computer. Okay. And that will not mean anything until you go like look up a video of dynamic land okay um i'm gonna but it's very cool it's incredible it's incredibly just it changes how you think about computing it changes how you think about your environment yeah it changes how you think about everything wow and yet it's just a toy and they are struggling to get funding because it's sort of um it's ahead of its time it (sighs) i it totally 100 percent is that's fascinating and I mean, this might have changed. The last time I talked with them was like six months ago. Right. But they were going on hiatus just because there was no viable business plan for this thing. Right. And, you know, making an expensive toy in Oakland is not a business model. (laughs) Um, But but it should be, honestly. It should be. It 100% should be. The world needs more dynamic lands. Yeah. In a a just society. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And so that's definitely, you know, that's probably part of it is... Like, as, you know, it took me, I don't know, 30 minutes to an hour. And even then, I don't feel like I really get dynamic land. But it took me that that long to feel comfortable trying something right. in, this, in this new environment. Hmm. And I'm very, relatively adaptable, adaptable to that stuff. And, right. you know, if you tried to commercialize this, it certainly... It would, would just be, be very, too much too hard. soon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... You know, I was thinking what else we could talk about is is the is the projects that we're working on. We haven't really talked about them in much detail um, yeah. lately. You know, where are you with thought? Are you uh, are you still? Is it still on the podcast right. kind of um, angle that you're coming from? It. I mean, is right. that public? Can we can we talk? Yeah, about that? Yeah, totally. Okay? I'll just yeah, yeah, I'll talk about everything. Um, it's mostly I just didn't want to talk about it during the other podcasts. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, so Dot has gone through a lot of twists and turns, but um, the podcast thing is still, I guess I should back up and talk about what Dot is yeah. and probably ignore the podcast part since our direction shifted a little a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, but that's a bunch of stuff. But at the end of the day, it's a new monetization. This is super raw, by the way. I haven't done this in a while. 
Um, this is good. This is a practice. Spent the last so like three weeks building this thing that I'm about to tell you about. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's a new monetization mechanism for creators on the web, and it's better than ads and subscriptions. And not only is it better because you get more money, um, but it's better because it's literally just more fun for everyone involved, uh, and by proxy more authentic. And what's really neat is that it measures the intention of an interaction hmm. over the attention of that interaction. And so the way that translates is like, if you are a niche, if you have a niche audience of like 50 K or less, um, because 50 K is like when ads and subscriptions start like actually making minimum wage. Mm -hmm. Um, and even then that's kind of tough. It's mm -hmm. closer to a hundred and some, uh, mediums. Um, that's the people that, where dot really, really works for, hmm. because if you have a, um, small audience that really loves you, uh, just as a side effect of interacting with them as a side effect of this mechanic, uh, you get more money. And, uh, we like did some models. And so like something like digitally rare, which makes $0, um, <laughs> but could theoretically, if we were getting like industry average, um, advertising rates, which is $25 per mil, um, Using dot, this is again back of the napkin math. Sure, it's sure. Like totally garbage. Um, we would be making like six hundred percent more, hmm. um, just because the assumption is that we have an incredibly niche uh, audience who really likes what we say sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, and I should, I should I should just tell you what the monetization mechanism is. I would like um, to know. Yeah, yeah. You, the way got, this looks, you definitely you definitely totally. piqued my interest. Totally. So the way this looks is. Um, it's the concept of a rare digital sticker as a reaction to content on the web. Um, and so these are just messaging stickers, reaction stickers, like reaction GIFs, normal, normal stuff, except they are scarce. Um, and each of them is worth a price floor um, of one cent. Hmm. And so what that means, and so also these stickers are from specific creators and there's a mechanic for minting them or rather printing them hmm. from a specific creator and that's how we get into patronage and signaling and the band t-shirt right but printing not um, minting right metaphors printing, and yeah. if you want to get the money out you shred the sticker uh, yeah right yeah and so the idea burning, is that every shredding. sticker exactly yeah. and so every sticker is worth at least one cent and so not only is that civil defense against like garbage stickers, because you have to put a cent into any one sticker to print it. Hmm. Um, if you just print an ad, someone will shred that for one cent and be happy with themselves. <laughs> um, and so there's this mild incentivization to make something that's worth sending to someone else hmm. um, that expresses an emotion. And then I, as a user, can take this thing and drop it onto content um, like maybe this is a live stream on Twitch or maybe it's a YouTube video or maybe it's, um, a podcast in a podcast player. Um, all of these pieces of content provide a canvas on which you can drop these stickers and react to things. And what's cool is that that, that reaction then is either in real time. And so everyone watching the Twitch stream, for example, sees this reaction. Mm -hmm. Um, very, if you're familiar with, um, like bullet chat as a concept it's it's related to that hmm. um but if you're not familiar don't worry about it it just feels like a sticker dropping onto a screen and fading into the content mm -hmm. and if it's um asynchronous content 
people can replay the stickers mm. and see, for example, if this is a podcast, these stickers are placed at a certain amount, a certain timestamp, mm-hmm. kind of like SoundCloud, SoundCloud comments. Mm-hmm. And so now you have this heat map of interestingness mm. that you can like scrub to. These stickers are worth one cent, um, but they don't feel like they're worth one cent. And that's the sort of crazy idea here Yeah, is at the end of the day, it's a micropayment. It's transferring one cent of value from a consumer to a creator but it doesn't feel like that. And that solves the major problem with micropayments, which is that the mental accounting costs of sending someone a fractional amount of money mm-hmm. is higher than, you know, one cent. It's right. like, it's fundamentally inescapable, but that thinking about one cent makes it impossible for me to send you one cent. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the solutions to this have historically been, okay, well, batch it all up. So some sort of subscription pricing. Right. Uh, this is why all subscriptions are five, ten, or fifteen dollars, uh, is because that's when the curve starts to taper off, especially at ten and fifteen. We're like, okay, now I can start to think about this number, mm-hmm. um, and that's why you know, tip me a dollar or buy me a coffee for a dollar is incredibly ineffective on the internet. Right. Um, and so it's a micropayment, and so this is these stickers are viable micropayments. And that's that's the cool part. And yeah, so, they're just like a vehicle for they're, exactly. they're a vehicle for you to sort of get over they're a the, the hump. Yeah, they're for a that medium. delivery. Right. I'm not sending you money. That feels weird. I'm sending you a sticker. Mm-hmm. I'm reacting to something you've done. It's an emotional reaction. And what is more authentic than an emotional reaction? And it's like we're piggybacking on that emotional uh, snap decision to then allocate scarce financial resources. Right. And yeah, and that's pretty much it. And so you you uh, you know you pay a streamer or a, a podcaster or an influencer, whatever you want to call them, the yeah. creator. You pay them uh, you know a dollar or something and get ten rare stickers out. And ideally, these are you know something related to them. And so then you can drop these stickers anywhere on the web or anywhere where Dot is integrated. Um, and that is both just a reaction and what happens a flex. when you drop them yeah do you lose is it gone then totally it's transferred to whomever created that content it's transferred to whoever you whoever created the content that you're dropping it onto is who gets it and so Mm. in that way um your creator gets paid and you can always take you know you get a thousand stickers this is the metric we want is if you have a thousand stickers uh you should be able to shred those and go buy a fancy burrito for 10 bucks right a yeah. thousand stickers should should equal around ten dollars. Yeah, and of course ideally. every sticker can be worth more than a cent on an open market, and that's its and that's own a, separate that's thing. A, okay, that's its own separate right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. And so it, it's built on Ethereum, or it's going to be right. Will be. So what we've done first is well, we've spent the last like months uh, building this separate platform um, that we realized was hard to grow, um, specifically like social network is hard and network effects are hard and starting a new platform is hard. And, uh, the easiest thing we could do to validate this experience and, um, you know, get users using this app, Mm -hmm. um, is to build it on top of someone else's experience. And so what we've done is built a Twitch extension, Hmm. um, which integrates directly into Twitch. So it's not like a Chrome extension. It's, uh, the broadcaster, um, enables it and then all of their viewers have access to it 
Um, so distribution is much, much better than a, a Chrome extension. Yeah. And, and Twitch, yeah. um, Twitch already has a whole kind of culture of, right. of tipping. That's like a exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah. That's something that's, so that's the benefit 100% of using Twitch as this like initial, um, I guess for bootstrapping the, the network is that the culture of Twitch is already super into one, like emotes and emotion mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and reacting to things. And two, just like giving creators money. They're right. like really into it. That's like a um, big part of it. Yeah, totally. And so that's really nice. The downside of course, is that you get, um, the, uh, the gamers yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. the things that go along with that Indeed, um, as your initial user base, but we'll see how that works out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's sort of, uh, so we just submitted that to them, uh, this extension and it's a very simple, uh, extension where you have this panel at the top of any video mm-hmm. and you can pull that down and there are all your stickers and you can drag it and drop it onto the video. Hmm. And then everyone watching sees that mm-hmm. um, for and like two like, seconds. And it's like, what is that? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I want to get that. Yeah. There it is. And you can yeah. go buy them right from the thing. So so is there anything like that on Twitch currently? With Absolutely stickers? not. Okay. Like Twitch, their developer platform mm-hmm. has some cool stuff, but mm-hmm. in general is like completely untapped, mm. um, which is nice for us. And I think that we're building a very polished experience um and is the thing that you submitted to them is the back end ethereum that is all centralized okay yeah and the reason for that is one responsiveness and two i don't like when i i talked to a developer evangelist friend and he was like hey so like um Mm. how does how's crypto involved here yeah and i was like hmm okay none at all let's just not have that conversation yeah yeah right um but yes eventually once we become a separate platform that is a very logical thing to do um now that is something that i get a lot of pushback on is the justification for decentralization here Mm -hmm. um because obviously it's totally fine to make rare digital things that are not truly rare digital Mm -hmm. things um and it's much easier and better and you know it's literally everything is better about centralization all these conversations that we've had yes exactly and so i have to end up finding like depending on who am i who i'm I'm talking to do they like respond to a philosophical argument for ownership or are they very interested in like you know the business application of decentralization um but i'd be interested in um like i guess your perspective as well but the uh, we should get viewers to write in letters or something Mm -hmm. yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah i mean the, the two things that i i mean obviously there's the philosophical um angle which is like uh, one, this is money, uh, so you mm-hmm. should truly own it, but that's sort of like arbitrary. Um, but two, I think that there's, it's important that you feel like you truly own a digital thing in order for it to be valuable. And that's in- important because stickers are medium. Um, stickers are sort of, as we use them today, inherently uh, not scarce. Yeah. And making them scarce is new and interesting. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's important again, there's no, there's nothing backing this. I just feel like it's really important. Well, well this is this, but this is the thing that, I mean, that, and this is something that I've actually been thinking about a lot too. And I, and what it is, is that, is that, um, in many crypto projects, the horse has, beca- has been coming before the cart and 
the issue is, and, and I think you're doing the absolute right thing, which is you need to figure out if the thing that you want to do is even like a, a viable, valuable thing to right. do in the first place. Before you right. try to, before you try to put this big, currently big clunky mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. on glomit on top of it right. you need to like figure out what is the interaction like and do people enjoy doing it is it something that you know because 100 it seems yeah. like so many crypto projects they <clears throat> they just sort of go into it assuming that their idea is strong enough that people will want right. to do this thing right and then it's like well actually that's incredible execution risk right there right exactly like, you put all this effort it's like so totally. much harder and so the nature of a startup and the nature of a blockchain seem entirely at odds with each other right and so and so this the way you're doing this is like, well, like, uh, are people gonna, can we get people to sort of think, start thinking about these stickers as being rare, just, you know, without the, without knowing if they are or not, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Right. It like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it really doesn't, but, and more importantly, can we make them feel that way? And will they want to use them that way and will they care about them that way and and you don't need the blockchain to find that stuff out because Mm -hmm. that stuff Mm -hmm. is all emotional has nothing to do with the technical stuff yeah definitely it's not really required for this experience no Um, you know and and it's required for the philosophical you know deeper stuff but but you know you're not gonna like convince everyone who uses your app to believe in that right yeah right and yeah the other, the other side of this is that one compelling use for decentralization here is to give the protocol away, in a sense. Yeah. Um, and oh, that's interesting. the idea being that um, this monetization mechanism, these scarce stickers, this is like hella applicable to almost all content on the yep. web. Um, especially, especially, so I was talking about breaking metaphors down and reconfiguring them. Mm-hmm. Um, we've taken the metaphors of Twitch and the metaphors of like uh, influencer engagement in China, broken those down into their constituent parts and kind of reformed them in like how I would like to use the internet mm-hmm. and come up with all of these different mechanics. Right. Um, and we've Not taken Not based that, on how the internet is, but how the, you right. wish the internet would be almost. Right. Yeah. But based on like, you know, prior art of like, yes, using not money as payment, but some, you know, medium of mm-hmm, exchange. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is universally valuable. It works really well for asynchronous content. Right. Traditionally, um, only live content benefits from these sort of um, creation augmentation, live reactions, yep. all of that. Yeah. Um, but we've brought that to asynchronous content as well. Uh, obviously, we haven't tested this yet because we're launching on Twitch first. But um yeah, and so like I think it's super useful. And so the the argument for decentralization then is um, by fully decentralizing the protocol um, and like actually not having control over it hmm. in in a sense, hmm. um, people who want to integrate it won't mind integrating it because hmm. they know it's going to be around for a while, aka forever. Because assuming you know the base blockchain is still here, um, like they 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 can also feel ownership of this thing. I think that's a really philosophical um, angle is like being able to have, feel like you have ownership over this thing that you're integrating with, mm-hmm. that you're adding onto your your baby, your mm-hmm. platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
And when you integrate some other, some other brand, some other company's thing, it feels like you might be giving them a little bit more than they're giving you. Hmm. Um, but with a truly open protocol, like nobody owns Bitcoin. If I accept Bitcoin on my site, right. I don't feel like I'm like losing anything. Yeah, right. Right. Um, but there's a sort of like, but again, not a, a super, super powerful argument for decentralization. No. And, and also, and also it's like, uh, again, it's like, it's a little bit of like, um, heart, horse and cart thing. It's like, right. it's like, you got to sort of validate the, the basic interaction before you can really even think about any of this other stuff because, because, you know, it might not. And then you'd have to like retool and, re and, and, and come back to the drawing board and, and right. you know, which is exactly, yeah, that retooling, that coming back to the drawing board is like incredibly important for, it's for so startups important. and people yeah. designing new experiences and just not <laughs> like not easy with the blockchain. And no, yeah, once you, once you do that, thing, yeah, <laughs> once you, uh, as, as the CryptoPunks can tell you, it's like, yeah. and not even technically, like also just like with the community, right? Yep. The community is now. You're, you're a public company yep. and you need, you know, stakeholder engagement to yeah. do like yeah. large pivots. And oh, it's scary. <clears throat> I and mean, that's just yeah. scary to think about. Yeah, totally. But anyway, that's Dot. So um, it's very interesting because we're, we're in very similar, we're in very similar places. I was mm -hmm, very mm -hmm. excited to hear, to hear that. It sounds super fascinating. I'm really interested. And it's very mm -hmm. similar to sort of where I am with mine. Um, albeit, well, tell me more. Albeit on like a much, much, much smaller scale, right? An um, excellent segue. Yeah, no, it is a really good segue. And they, they yeah. fit together, I think, quite nicely, which is, you know, so if if, if you recall, like the, the the initial sort of just inspiration for, for my Song A Day crypto project was like, mm -hmm. you know, the, the original idea I had was basically just like, I want to make CryptoPunks, but with Song A Day. So I imagined, I imagined you would go to a site and you would see a ocean of songs. Like you go to the CryptoPunks site and you see just all the punks there and you'd be able to sort of like zoom in on them and, and they would be represented by these, these illustrations where each part of the illustration represents, um, an attribute of the song. Right. So mm -hmm. I have those illustrations all together and, I got sort of a, 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 a very kind of rough site up and running via some developers of essentially that. It was essentially like a big ocean of songs that you could see and they all looked a little bit different and it was cool. And then I was looking for like a designer essentially to, to come in and help me design the interaction of like how this would work on the blockchain basically. like. Like right. CryptoPunks does it one way is, is that the best way? Like what would be that, what would be right. that flow or whatever? And in that search, I, I, I found a couple designers, both happen to be German. Um, and, uh, one of them is this guy, Christoph Ono, who designed this, the Monero wallet. There's like this, oh, wow. and, um, he's like a, he's a pretty famous designer. It seems like, um, he's done a lot of different things. I actually found him, um, uh, via some folks at consensus sort of led me in his direction and I wrote him a song, um, <laughs> to get his attention. And that's excellent. Um, and it what worked a good hack. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. I've used that hack many times. That's really um, good. and so then he, he posted, he was like, yeah, I'd love to help. And he posted about it in his telegram and we got this other gentleman named Javier 
Alavis, um, who's also German, and they're great. So, so we had a whole bunch of conversations, and and their their first take was basically to look at what was built mm. already, um, which essentially again was just like if you think about what CryptoPunks is or CryptoKitties, it was just like that. It was just like right. a database almost, like a like a visual database of song right. and day songs. And you're browsing the set of all things. Exactly. And 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 what I have basically is like year one is illustrated and you can go and look at them. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, what they pointed out was like h- how many clicks it took to get to listening to a song in that mode. Mm. You had to like click on a song and then scroll down and then click on the YouTube video and finally you're like hearing some music. And right. it's like well, you you know, I have this thing that like most other crypto projects don't have, you know, crypto projects like this anyway, don't have, which is like this this element of this song and, and a video that go Incredible. along with it. Yeah. And you know, so so their whole thing was like, we need to really center that. That needs to be so much more at the center of mm-hmm. of the experience. I don't want to come to the site and just see this sea of illustrations. It's not like illustration a day. It's song a day. Right. It's song a day. So they so they helped me like sort of with this redesign that really that use the illustrations because they're cool and they they have that. CryptoPunk collectible kind of aspect to it, right? Um, but it but it really centered the music, um, and then we started thinking about like, well, you also have these illustrations, so you have the music and you have these illustrations. Like, what could be something that you could actually do when you got there? Um, and so the the idea right now is essentially you come to the site and it's it loads up a random song. Um, it's like a, a big hero display with like on the left side, you see the illustration and on the right side, you see the video and the video maybe will play automatically or something. I'm not sure if that's great mm-hmm. because people don't like auto playing <laughs> videos, but anyway, but I think it, the intention is there, right? It's like right the, there. It's the like exception you, to the rule is, you know, YouTube should definitely auto play that video. Right. Vimeo should definitely auto play right. that video. And I think song day should definitely play that song. Right. So, and then underneath that, you have a little playlist of like, here's the songs that are coming up next and you can do a randomized thing. And from here, you can get to a spot where you start really exploring the depths of song a day through the different attributes that I've laid Mm -hmm. out that are in Mm -hmm. the illustrations. Mm -hmm. So then there's this other whole other layer that we're thinking about doing that we're sort of working on, which is the ability to sort of like search by building the illustration. So you could start with a mood and you say, I'm going to take this little face over here that looks happy and I'm going to drag that over to our little hero display. And uh-huh. so give the guy a happy face. And what what will happen is that now you'll see all the songs that are avail- all of the things that are available with happy. So I wrote a happy song in New York. So yes. then you drag New York on and now, and now, and then uh-huh. it uh-huh. starts winnowing down. So now right. all you have are songs that are on ukulele. Cause I didn't have any of my other gear in New York. So it's just like, <laughs> you have just like happy, um, New York means ukulele, right. but you also have a choice of topics. So you could do like, you know, I'm going to drag the, the Mario overalls and now, okay, now we have New York 
uh, video games happy and that's only like right. one or two songs and let's listen to those songs and that right. that's a way to like interact with what a natural filtering mechanism yeah and and just and so 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 the the point that we're at now is like in the process of building this i i hooked up with some dudes that i met at east denver who developed this really cool thing called gitron um, that I that I, I think I I tagged you in. I did a song for them as well, and it's oh yeah, totally. It's this uh, just to go on a tangent. It's this um, robot, this uh, um, algorithmically generated robot that um, the the way that it's generated the parts of the robot sort of represent different things from your GitHub repository. Mm. So you feed it your get you feed their thing the GitHub your GitHub repository and it creates a robot based on your GitHub repository and people who want to support you on GitHub can get a rare version of your robot and that's the it's a it's the idea is is to support open source development anyway they're really, that's really cool fun. they have I'm a gonna whole, check that out yeah they have a whole bunch of different ideas they're really cool guys and so they're helping um actually develop this um and so you know in, in a similar way to what we were talking about with dot it's like i want to sort of verify first i want to totally. get people using the site and searching through the songs and see if that part of it is fun for people building mm-hmm. building a little Jonathan with the different elements and like is that going to be compelling right and then if we can sort of get that interaction just right in the same way that you're working on getting the the sticker interaction just right if you can get that to where it's it's compelling enough and and right. and it moves people enough on its own on its own right. period end of story then you have a little button that says like, oh, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> this is the true digital ownership button. <laughs> you can, exactly. You can you can own this song uh, on the blockchain like like, um, you know. Yeah. And and that's and that's like the second half of it. So it's like. Right. And right. I, I think that's a really it's a really interesting model, I think, for for anyone looking to do crypto stuff, which is like find the thing that that you could do without crypto right that is going to be interesting and compelling enough 100% and then give people the option to like on top of that yeah so i like that i so like that perspective sort of, that's sort of where we're at with it definitely which i that think seems is like a really great new direction yeah it's a total paradigm shift but i'm really we, we yeah. actually have a call with them in like 40 minutes we're going to talk about what the Very good. what the next step what the next steps are that's cool yeah, will it look like um, just that uh, a really intuitive way to browse the incredibly large collection of Song a Day songs? Um, and like, will I be able to like check a box and add this thing to my cart for the future? Yeah, or like, that's. What, I mean, those 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 are all sort of the the, right. the idea, right? Is that okay, cool. is that like you, I want people to be able to ultimately like create their own playlists based right. on these things that playlists, they find. Yep, totally. Um, that it kind of mm. recommends th- you know that it based on. Um, I like the idea of yeah. being able to find one and then send it to someone. Is in like. Um, not as a reaction, but as a, as a tailored thing. Like yeah. if it's a, I you mean, know, if they, they doing... almost could, so, you know, many of the songs almost could re- act as reactions, right. you know? Yeah. I just sent you a GIF on Telegram. You can, you can okay. look at, this is sort of what they have built so far. And, um, you can get the sense, maybe you can do a better job at describing what it looks like than I could. No, but... totally. 
It's That's just, really neat. See yeah, the basic so it's live idea. updating. So yeah, again, header image. Um, I think that's important is that the header is this beautiful illustration, like environmental illustration, and you as the character and your instrument and your clothing and all of that is placed within that. And each and, then, and right and again each right. background you know all of those elements like tell you something about the song specifically right definitely ooh you should make the um I mean if we're going full environmental skeuomorphism here yeah. you should make the video like a television or something oh, that's yeah. like just oh, that's playing funny. it on the screen oh, I yeah. don't know that's silly <laughs> but yeah totally okay I can see exactly how this works and so ideally I'd be able to like drag and drop my little filter components well I think of, I think what it would be is like there'd be a up at the top right now it says surprise me which is like right. give me a random song I think there's random also button. like a like a the thing that maybe says remix or mm. something that just says bring me to the to, it, it brings you to this slightly di it's similarly built but slightly right. different zone where now on you know maybe the song is in the middle it's like a builder and then maybe right. the song's in the middle and the Jonathan's slightly more to the left and on the right you have all your your you know illustrations mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. anyway yeah no totally that's super cool I can see it. You know, and then sense. and then people are really excited. It's like a toy. It's like you said, right now it's just a toy. It's like literally a toy right. that you play with to explore <laughs> a song a day. But then hopefully you add this element of like, but you can also buy these these songs mm -hmm, mm -hmm. individually. And that's totally. it. So that's super good. I think um, I think the bridging of that centralized experience into the ownership experience is something that um obviously should be thought about yeah um i think partially because few people have done this before um but it'll be interesting to see like how you bridge that funnel right yeah and you know in the beginning of this whole process i was so like i just want to get it out there i just want to get it out there yeah. and, and as you know as the crypto thing as the like markets cooled for sure like, mm -hmm. but also as I watched so many other projects get built and do their thing, you know, there's no real rush. It's like, we're so early. Right. There's no real, like super, super rush to like, to figure it out. The, the most important thing is like getting, making something compelling. Like that's just, mm -hmm. that's not, that's like the right. number that's one. That's the, that's par, par one or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. There, there's. Declining returns to shipping, you know, one day earlier. Right. Um, and there is a balance there, but I think that you're right in that it is not ship for shipping sake yeah. anymore. And real artist ship is what uh, <laughs> real artist ship Steve Steve Jobs would say. But <laughs> but then he yeah. got fired from that was like you right. Know, right before he right. got fired. So real artists now take a measured approach to shipping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I can't be more excited for that. Yeah, when, no, me neither. Um, yeah, obviously, everyone loves talking about timelines, <laughs> but when do you hope well, you know, to have uh, the thing? Uh, my big hope would be that we that I could that I could get like something in people's hand, like of like this very early version of this mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. like fans' hands by mm, the, the summer, basically. Right. Like just for them to play with and see it. Like th this is the idea is that we give it to like, you know, the fans of song a day and let them play with it and, and maybe other people in the crypto space and just whoever on Twitter right. and see if it's fun and then take that, take their input and, and do another sort of little 
some tweaks or maybe rethink some things. But mm-hmm. my my mm-hmm. ultimate goal, I would love to have. I would love. This is very ambitious, but I would love to have like a, an early version of the crypto stuff, like locked and loaded by December fourteenth, which is when I reach four thousand songs. Four thousand songs. I'm really big on on aligning like projects with milestones, you know? Right. No, that's good. 4K total. Wow. 4K. Yeah. In December. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Which is which is just nuts, I feel like. It's just like Yeah. And then and then like and then like fifteen days after that I'll reach eleven years. Oh my goodness. Um so so those two milestones actually fall really close to each other, which is interesting. Right. That's um, really fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess because yeah, four thousand is pretty close to 11 times 365 there you go yeah love math. love high school math math wow <laughs> yeah oh my goodness i had to do some trigonometry the other day for um for what? the sticker dropping logic Whoa. to like make sure that this really? sticker is centered and like yeah because you have to um you have to uh make sure that sticker drops work on any aspect ratio mm. and so i looked at how um, like Messenger and uh, iMessage and like all of them God. did this thing. Um, and they end up using percent ratios, which is really straightforward. But um, anyway, I that's had to do some trigonometry. And that was literally the hardest thing I'd ever done in my life. Yeah, yeah, that's fascinating. You got to be remember, so smart to do that. It feels, it oh sounds my like, goodness. Geez, it's just, I'm so separated <laughs> from that world now. Yeah. And were like, you good wow. in math in high school? I could do it, yeah. but only because I'm really good at following the rules, rules and noticing yeah. patterns, right? right? Like right. it's it's not like I, I was intuiting anything. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about it's, most high school math, right? It's like right. They don't really give you much of the underlying. That's the problem with most structures is that yeah. you end up testing the structure and not the baseline, right? Yeah, yeah, or most sure. most derived signals, perhaps. Yeah. Um. So we are winding down here. I think we've. I think we've yeah. I think we've pitched enough things. I think yeah, yeah. have we shilled hard enough? We've shilled Download the entire... both of our things <laughs> when they when they happen. Yeah, um, well, it's a shill or be shilled world. That's true. Shill or be <laughs> shilled. Um, so, but just to one, just to remind people, um, May was the date. May eighteenth is the date. Let me double check. May. I believe it is. Yeah, May eighteenth. May 18th, Saturday, May 18th in Brooklyn. Uh, hope to see you at Rare AF. We will both yeah. be there. Come say hi. Hopefully Come our by. hopefully our shirts will get here by then. We can wear our oh, shirts. Oh, yes. That'd 100%. Be, that'd be rad. Ooh, we're going to walk into that uh, and just, yeah. oh, Digitally rare. celeb status, yeah. <laughs> misspelled, DigiLT Rare. Oh, I'm excited. That's I'm fun. also going to have some um, exclusive uh, physical, physically scarce, digitally scarce things. Heck Yeah. Um, so find me and poke me and I'll, I'll give you one. That's it. Um, in the meantime, you know, keep on keeping on and, uh, we'll see you guys next episode. Bye. Definitely. Ciao. Okay. Stop. Digital scarcity. What does any of it mean? Gotta fix usability for NFTs to go mainstream. NFTs ain't finance. Arguments ain't war No stone bridges out of iron anymore No stone bridges out of iron anymore If there were two Mona Lisas 
the same in every way but you know that one was real and you know that one is fake which one would you say has the authenticity failure begins with having to explain fungibility are nfts for their own sake enough in the end or do you need utility and speculation Ooh, digital scarcity what does any of it mean gotta fix usability for nfts the bull mainstream nfts ain't finance arguments ain't war no stone All magic is change You can inscribe a magical word Onto the blockchain I could make money off this song Every single time it's heard If it were an NFT owned by an ERC-20 bonded curve Matt owns the podium He won't light it on fire Though horse dung and Ultima Online Was a currency, don't you know? scarcity what does any of it mean gotta fix usability for nfts to go mainstream nfts ain't finance arguments ain't a story. Noriel Rubini is wrong. William Chamberlain invented curved salad tongs. Don't just focus on scarcity for NFTs and games. Use your imagination. Explore the whole range. And we've come so far with the internet. But all white papers got these two columns. PDFs. Scarcity, what does any of it mean? Gotta fix usability for NFTs to go mainstream. NFTs ain't finance, arguments ain't war. Stone bridges out of iron